resounding good afternoon. Love that scat jazz. Love that scat jazz. That is good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and grace, how are you? Good afternoon once again. So happy to be in your presence. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Make Some Intelligent Noise Political Power Hour. Yesterday, September 13th, all right, Tuesday, September 13th, was indeed the primaries. And so many of us went to the voting polls or we cast our ballot by mail. However you did it, your vote is your voice and it matters. I was a little bit uh, disheartened when I went uh, to the, um, I went online to the uh, Delaware Department of Elections to find that only 16 uh, point, uh, I think it was three or seven or something, 16% of us actually went to the voting polls. Uh, not sure why, uh, as much as it was just constantly, you, you had to be, uh, you know, just overwhelmed with the promotions to vote, that your vote mattered. It made a difference. And if you didn't vote, then guess what? You don't get a say-so in what happens legislatively moving forward. You can sit on your sofas. You can bitch and moan and complain and do whatever else you feel like you got to do. Um, but it will not matter to we the people who got up and cast our ballots. And so... I do have with me the 2022 state primary election report. Uh, many of you have already checked it for yourself, but if there's someone out there who just uh, hasn't gotten around to it yet, then allow me to be the first to say, uh, yes, by 90 votes, by 90 votes, House Representative Namdi Chakwocha holds on to his seat for first district State Representative Namdi Chakocha by 90 votes. And I think that we applaud him. Uh, we certainly wish him well. We are the people. We're going to work with him and not against him. It's Remember, it's not about who we like and uh, all of our favorite personalities. Personally, I thought both candidates were absolutely amazing human beings. Uh, Shanae Nicole Darby. My beautiful, beautiful sister, uh, do not fret because this is just getting a taste of what is to come for you, my darling. You only uh, conceded by 90 votes. 90 votes, Shanae. And so that should say something. It should speak volumes to you about how much you are adored by the people, we the people. So, honey, don't let this, uh, do not be dismayed. This is only a taste tester of what is to come for your bright, bright future. Uh, we love you, Shanae Nicole Darby. But we must congratulate uh, Namdi Chakwocha for holding on to his seat. It may have been by 90 votes or it may have been by 9,000 votes. The point is he will serve another term as our first district state representative in the house. And so uh, it was just by happenstance on my way into the studio today 
I had the good fortune, uh, as I'm driving, I saw Brother Namdi Chakwocha pulling up the signs from the houses uh, that had supported him. I believe that's Baynard Boulevard. Uh, I think that's that street is called Baynard Boulevard. Uh, and so he was pulling up the signs, uh, keeping in alignment with the law of the ordinances and the codes. Candidates must pull their signs within, I think it's 48 hours. Within 48 hours, either the candidate or its supporters must pull up those signs uh, from all over everywhere that they have been. All right, so Namdi Chakwocha, congratulations, dear brother. You hold it for another term, and we the people, we the people, we will be keeping our good eye on you. And I said that to the brother as, uh, as I saw him pulling up the signs. I pulled over, uh, congratulated him, and told him, we the people will be keeping our good eye on you. And he said, that's fine. That is fine. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to have a voice and a say-so in what takes place moving forward, especially on the hot topic, everyone was buzzing. I know they were buzzing my phone. Uh, people were buzzing about the eminent domain. And I thank you so much. I've got to take a moment to give a shout out to my dear friend, regardless of what you think of him personally. Uh, he is my comrade, Eddie Pulleybank. Thank you, Eddie Pulleybank, for uh, sharing the information with me that I needed to pull it up and do the research. Thank you so much. I have read that bill. And there are some things I've got to read again because I'm not sure that I comprehend a thousand percent. But I'm clearer now than I was prior to the interview with Shanae, uh Nicole Darby. So I thank her for that because she really wet my whistle and peaked my little ears up. Uh, my antenna went up uh, in my interview with her when she shared a phenomenal message uh, so many, so many good things that she's going to do and moving forward. So we want to support her. She is still our city council representative. Shanae is still our city council uh, member representative. And so she will continue to move forward advocating for the city uh, and for we the people until we see what happens the next primary season, right? Okay, so next coming up. Uh, many of you know that uh, Kira Hoffner, she took it for Senate. Kira Hoffner took it. Congratulations to Kira Hoffner. And if I've read uh, everything correctly, then Deborah Heffernan, Deborah Heffernan also took it uh, for that district as well. And also, of course, Stephanie T. Bolden, she took it by a landslide. Uh, but again, I say to uh, Brother James Taylor, do not fret. This was your opportunity to wet your whistle in the world of politics. In the world of politics, my dear. And so we look forward to you moving forward. You are fresh, young, innovative, uh, and technological savvy. You are the future. And so we thank you so much to Brother James Taylor. 
but Stephanie Bolden retains her seat, she will continue to hold on to that particular seat. But I was, again, I say slightly disheartened, if that's a word that I'm allowed to use, I was a little bit disheartened that only 16% of us turned out uh, for, the, uh, for, the, uh, for the primaries. And I don't understand that because this, this primary really kind of sets the stage of how we're going to move forward for the November election. And I think it's important, uh, you know, for all of us to realize as much as we, we love to vote for the next president of the United States, yes, that is important. Who is sitting in the executive seat? However, ladies and gentlemen, it is on the legislative body level. It is the legislative body that makes the laws and, and the legislator that governs what we do here locally. And they push the agendas upward towards the executive level. But the executive highest level doesn't know what we the people want if they don't get reports and statistics from our legislative body. It's very important to vote for who is your house representative, Who's going to be your, your uh, senator for your district? All right. And then, of course, we go up the ladder to Congress and state senators. Uh, so it's very, very important that we vote on every level, not just the general election for the president of the United States. Like there's more to the story than just that. So I was slightly disheartened that only 16% of us um, here in the state of Delaware, that is, only 16% of us came out uh, for the primary elections. And I, I, I definitely think that I'd like to encourage everyone to change that uh, mindset. Whatever it was that kept you from the voting polls, like, please change your mindset. Realize the importance of voting on the legislative level. That really matters. Moving the agenda upward to our executive levels. And of course it spills over into the judicial level. And I know that brown people need to see some judicial changes when we start talking about uh, the despairing numbers of people incarcerated that are also brown hued people. So it is very important that we look closely at a judge's discretion, that we hold them accountable to their decisions of sentencing, who's getting what and how much is this one getting versus how much is that one getting for the exact same crimes. That's all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. I love the judges just like you love the judges, but I still say hold them accountable. We've got to hold them to a higher standard. That's my two cents in the cookie jar. We've got to hold them to a higher standard. So please, let's do that. Let's do that. And that goes for all across the nation. That goes for all across the nation. When those primaries come in for the legislative body, the legislative body, please get up and take your butt to the voting polls or mail in your ballot ballots. It is crucially important. I can't emphasize it enough. 
I just can't emphasize that enough. It's absolutely crucial. Uh, but for now, we move forward past the uh, primaries here in the state of Delaware uh, and across the country. Things are going on because we're getting ready for that general election uh, that does come up uh, in November of this year. Uh, so let's all prepare for that and let's do it intelligently. That's all I'm suggesting. I, I encourage you to do it intelligently. But yeah, so we're going to keep our eye, our good eye on eminent domain as we move forward. We're going to watch closely and see how that works out for us. Uh, fair and equal justice under the law for all. All right. So, uh, but there's other topics that are also very, very important. I was watching uh, our Congress representative, Lisa Blunt Rochester. Smooches, my dear. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, bravo for the work that you do in Washington, D.C. as a representative for the state of Delaware. We appreciate you. Lisa Blunt Rochester. Uh, and she just uh, passed a bill, or a bill was passed, that she was in support of for to lower inflation, which really talks to uh, how much of your paycheck you're going to get every week or two weeks or month or whatever it is that you get paid. Uh, we're going to talk about, when you talk about lowering inflation, you're talking about how much money I get in my paycheck, uh, how much is a loaf of bread and, uh, and a gallon of milk, right? And some eggs. How about that part? All right, so I appreciate Lisa Blunt Rochester. You are listening to Rochelle Wilson for the Political Power Hour here at WHGE 95.3 FM, your one and your only black-owned, black-operated news information and advocacy and education station for the entire state of Delaware, thanks to the leadership of Dr. Mr. Harmon Carey. Thank you so much. Dr. Harmon Carey. We appreciate you. And if you were one of the folks that came out to celebrate with us the African American Family Fun Festival, the 26th annual, uh, Dr. Carey has been doing this for 26 years. And the Afro Historical, uh, African, I'm sorry, Afro American Historical Society. And, uh, you know, uh, now this year in collaboration with WHGE and, of course, Taste of Africa, uh, the Delaware Africa Coalition, uh, in that large collaboration, they've been doing it now with Dr. Harmon for about five years. I can say we had a ball. If you were able to make it out and you came to celebrate with us, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciated you being there. We had some amazing talent, uh, something for the young and something for the grown and sexy. All right, Baba Kamau tore those drums up. He made love to those drums and you could hear them for blocks and blocks and blocks. His entire band of drummers, professional African drummers, uh, we thank you so much for a phenomenal performance, uh, the calling of the drum. Thank you, Baba Kamau, and all of your entire group. We appreciate you. We had a good time, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't make it there, I'm so sorry that you weren't able to make it. I'm sure you had a good reason. 
We know that uh, Dr. Umar Johnson was also in town uh, doing his thing over at the, uh, the academy. I believe it's, uh, what is that, Moyer, the old Moyer Academy, or to, to be the new Moyer Academy, if I'm not mistaken, Umar Johnson or has or is attempting to purchase that property to turn it into a school for little black boys and little brown girls. All right. So I know he was doing his thing. Quite a few people uh, were there. Uh, we celebrate you, Dr. Umar Johnson. We celebrate the crowd that went there. But if you came to our thing, if you came over to our house, I want to say a special thank you so much. Shout outs to Young Ali 302. Put on a phenomenal uh, performance. Thank you so much. Not one curse word. He recognized that it was a family affair. And although the children are the young people, compared to me, I call them young people. The young people came out. They enjoyed him. Uh, they really did. They filmed it. They videotaped it. And they were dancing. So we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Young Ali 302. And you can find him on Instagram under Young Ali. And that's Y-U-N. G A L Y Young Ali 302. All right, so we thank you so much for that. We had a good time. Uh, I had uh, a plethora, I had so much water ice, ladies and gentlemen. I, I probably uh, ate too much. I'm sure that I ate too much, but it was so good. If you've never been to Bernie's Water Ice, uh, right off of St. Francis hospital right on the corner. I believe that's Broom Street, uh, but you can Google it. Bernie's Water Ice. Oh my God, what a treat for your taste buds. What a treat for your taste buds. You've got to do Bernie's Water Ice. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Bernie. We love you. And you are my water ice go-to guy from this day moving forward. We appreciate you so much. Bernie's Water Ice. And I can't, I would be remiss, absolutely remiss, if I didn't give a shout out to Vantage, the jazz orchestra. You were phenomenal. Uh, so soothing and upbeat, just really soothe the human soul. People loved it. The elders or the grown and sexy uh, really enjoyed themselves. Vantage, we thank you so much. And of course, your people and mine, we got to give a shout out to Big and Dre, baby. Big and Dre, Big and Dre. We love you, Big and Dre. You did the damn thing uh, advocating your passion to please stop black girl trafficking, whether it's sex trafficking uh, or for the, uh, the, the thievery, the robbing of their reproductive organs. Reproductive organs. Uh, we're finding young ladies, uh, brown girls, that have been mutilated for their reproductive organs. And so Bigger Dre advocates against that for us to be more aware and pay attention. And he recommends that we, we walk two by two. Okay, if anyone you read the Bible, you know Noah's Ark, the animals went on two by two. Well, uh, I'll take that for us women. Ladies, two by two. You should be walking to your car by yourself, even in broad open daylight. Uh, because the people, these traffickers... They do what they do regardless of day or night, especially our malls, shopping centers, 
uh, grocery markets, anywhere where there's lots of cars, you know, so you want to be really careful and travel two by two. Keep your mace or your little handy spray or whatever you have to protect yourself. Uh, don't let them take you. That's the bottom line. Bigger Dre and I support Bigger Dre says, don't let them take you. And we've got to be more consciously aware of our brown little girls, okay? And boys. Our brown little girls and our boys, all right? They both matter. They really do matter. So let's be aware of that and find out what can you do to be a part of the solution. You know, I, I always suggest for all of us, uh, we've got something to say when we're sitting back on the sofa eating bonbons or uh, standing around the water cooler at the workplace. We've got tons and tons to say, but how many of us are picking up our bootstraps and putting our feet on the ground so that we can be a part of that solution and not a part of the problem, right? Which brings me to something else that I want to share uh, with the audience. So I was talking with my dear sister friend. Some of you may know her, and if you know her, you absolutely love her. Uh, we know her. I know. I call her Impressa. All right. You know her as Abundance Child from the Drop Squad Kitchen. Right. All vegan, healthy foods. Uh, she's she's just a master at her craft, but she's also quite uh, verbal on her stance and her belief systems, okay? And I gotta say, she and I agree on quite a few uh, quite a few different issues. So I had done a post. I was getting out of my car to come into the studio one day uh, to conduct my business, whatever it was that I was doing. And as I'm preparing myself to come into the studio, I turn and look out of my car window and I see a very peculiar sight to me, something that I can honestly say in my 59, 60 years of life, I, I've never seen up close and personal. I've seen YouTube videos, uh, perhaps I've seen something on Facebook a few times, some things in Philadelphia. Uh, a, a young lady, very vulnerable, in an absolute place of distress, even if she didn't know it. Because she may have been at a place where she was all right with the whole world. I don't know. But as I'm turning to get out of my car, I realize that this young lady is slumped over in a position of, say, if you and I were bending over to tie up our sneakers, right? We're going to bend over, tie up our sneakers, our shoelaces, uh, and somehow we get stuck there and we don't stand upright. We, we don't come back up. We just kind of stay right there. So she was in that type of a situation, and I was a bit baffled. I didn't understand what that was. And I said I knew it had to be something not good, because when I looked on the ground, I saw drug paraphernalia, little things, little tubes, like glass tubes or something, right? So I'm thinking crack. Uh, or what else do you do with glass tubes and do they connect to something like I, I really don't know because I'm not in that life not not anymore all right maybe in my youth I might have been in some shenanigans one way or another I can't really speak to it but what I can tell you is I did not know what was going on with this particular young woman uh, bending over to tie her shoes 
uh, but she wasn't bending over to tie her shoes. She was in the position of that, and she appeared to be stuck. So I pulled my cellular device, and it was 42 seconds. For 42 seconds, I videotaped this woman in hopes that I could post it to bring community awareness that something is taking place in our neighborhoods and it ain't cool. I don't know what it is, but it ain't good. So I posted this to make my community, the Brown community, uh, aware that something, something is invading our people. I don't know what it is. Maybe you can tell me what it is, but something is here and it's hurting our people. What is it? Help me understand so that I can be a better advocate against it. So I posted the video and I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I felt some kind of way. It was awesome that so many people engaged. Everybody came out of the box in order to comment on this 42 seconds, 42 second video of this woman slumped over. 42 seconds. I never showed her face. I never identified who she was in the video. Uh, when I stopped recording, I then gathered my things and exited my vehicle, walked over to her and I, I began to ask her, baby, baby, what can I do to help? Are you all right? Let's let's go sit down over here. Are you thirsty? I've got some water. Do you want some water? I'm steady attempting to engage this woman uh, to offer her some level of comfort, at least to stop slumping over and to stand upright or sit down. So there was a, a little porchy thing and some chairs, and I said, Let, let's sit down. She very politely put her head up, looked at me, and said, no, thank you. I'm fine. And went back into her slumped over, tying her shoe position. I politely said, okay. And I walked away, gathered my, my items, my personal belongings, and I walked into the studio. And so I posted that video and it was over 2,500 people. 2,500 people chimed in to watch that video and almost as many chimed in to comment on the video. What was disturbing to me personally is that it stopped being about how to help this woman and became more about crucifying me for posting the video. There were people who accused me of shaming this woman, shaming her at her most vulnerable uh, perspective, her most vulnerable time, that I shamed her. And it wasn't that many people. It was just a two or three, just enough to light a fire under everybody's butt so that, uh, you know, there's comments and People are talking to each other. They're not even talking to me. 
now they're talking about me on my page on this post. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 I thought it was fabulous that we all came together to engage. And I can say at least I made 2,500 people cognitively aware that there is an issue happening here in the city of Wilmington amongst brown youth people. If I didn't do anything else, I did that. And I'm very thankful that I did. But what was so disturbing to me is that because those maybe four people, it may have been four people out of 2,500 people, four people said I was shaming this woman and they turned the whole video into a was Rochelle right or wrong to post it. Instead of staying focused on the issue that we have a community issue with the brown people in our neighborhoods and they need help. Not one person of all of the comments that I read, not one person, especially the people that said I was shaming her. Not one person reached out to ask me in the comments, Rochelle, how can I find her and help her? Where can I go to become a part of an organization that teaches me how to interact with this particular population? Where are you located that I might search the neighborhood for her and find out if she's all right or is she laying in an alley raped and murdered because no, no one thought to do anything else? Not one person of all the comments asked me those questions. I found myself defending or explaining, not even defending, because I had nothing to defend. I didn't do anything wrong. The intention of my heart was not malicious. And so knowing that the divine spirit uh, that moved me and prompted me, uh, you know, knows what, what I was doing at the time that I posted the video, I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable in my skin. I don't feel bad. I didn't do anything inappropriate. I'm a journalist. I'm an advocate in the community. These are the types of issues that are important to me. So I'm bringing them to you. But not one person asked me, what can I do to help her or help that entire population? Four people out of 2,500 people. Four people turned the post, the video, the 42-second video, into a crucifixion of Rochelle instead of asking what can we do as a community to be supportive to help this population. So, you can take that however you think you need to take it. You can do with it as you choose. I was sitting in a conversation with my sister, Abundance Child, and, uh, you know, you just got to love our people. But we recall the time that the, uh, the story goes that, that Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ, the Christo, right, Yeshua, uh, was walking on uh, his way somewhere, and in the crowd, in the shadows, was the evil that walks amongst us. 
And so the evil watched this Yeshua, this Jesus, even unto his alleged physical death. All right. So evil is always present. I get that. I listen to, you know, T.D. Jakes, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes enough to know to recognize it when I see it. But I am so thankful to those four people, maybe five, but I'm pretty sure it was only four people uh, that chimed in that tried to turn the post around into something about Rochelle Wilson instead of about how can we save our community. I am thankful to those four people for doing that because they brought more community awareness to the issue. Disappointed that they did not ask how they could help or what service can they be, what service can they join to participate, to be a part of the solution. I, I, you know, those people did not ask me that. They did not ask me. They hung me to a cross and crucified me for shaming this woman rather than saying thank you for bringing us the community awareness and what can I do to be a part of the solution. They didn't ask me that. And that's fine because you got to love my people and you got to understand where people are. And it wasn't just a black or brown thing. There were all nationalities chiming in on that particular post. At some point, I just decided uh, I did not delete it. I did not delete that post. What I did do was archive it. I archived that post for a later date, should I decide upon my own discretion whether or not to allow it to rebirth perhaps to finish the conversation, perhaps to continue to engage in the conversation about drugs and paraphernalia and things of such element that hurt our people, that are killing our people. We're so quick to talk about it. We're so quick to uh, point fingers at whose fault it is and how everyone uh, should not be seeing it. We, we shouldn't expose the truth of the reality, nor should we take accountability. Because by posting it and showing it to me, you force me to take accountability as a member of the community. You force me to take accountability as a member of the community of what can I do to be a part of the solution. So yeah, I archived it until... The, the day or the time the divine spirit tells me to rebirth it and put it back up on my page. Or perhaps I pray that I don't ever have to videotape anything like that again. That was, that was, it was heartbreaking to see this woman in this position and for me to offer her help and she turned me away. I don't want it. But that's okay. She didn't want my help at that time. There may be a later date, perhaps, when I will be able to offer her my help. And maybe she won't be slumped over. Maybe she will be in a better position uh, and she and I can sit down and, 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 and have a conversation uh, and, a, and a glass of water or a bottle of water together. So, I just want to close out that segment uh, and just very clearly say, you know, ladies and gentlemen,
you, you don't have to know me to know whether or not I am a woman of sincerity uh, and advocacy. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I certainly have a blemished past. Let him without sin cast the very first stone. If you are perfect, uh, then certainly, uh, you know, you can cast stones at me if you're 100% blemish free. But, you know, most of us come from a background uh, that it is what it is in our youth or in our days of, of old. Okay? But it is who we are now as we move forward. How can we be a part of the solution to solve the problems of our community as a collective? Because it takes the whole village, not just to raise the child, but to raise the mindset of the childlike. The, the childlike mindset. We've got to be our brother and sister's keeper and lift each other up. Perhaps, and I don't know whatever happened to that young lady. Uh, I don't know if I would recognize her again. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I would, uh, perhaps I would not. I'm not sure. And if I did, I, I'm not sure what would I say to her or to anyone in that population. But I can say this. I'm better for it today than I was before I got out of my car that day. Because thanks to Lieutenant Dan Seligman, my friend and yours. Love you, Dan Seligman, wherever you are, honey. We love you. Mwah, smooches, my dear. He is putting me in touch with the people that he knows I should be in touch with to learn the process of how do you deal with a population of people if I come across a person who is uh, suffering trauma from drugs. If they're suffering trauma from drugs. Now, I've been in positions right outside my front door. On the lawn right next to me, my neighbor's lawn, I've come out of my home and saw a person laying flat out as if they were completely dead. Had it not been for me seeing their chest move up and down, I would have thought they were dead. The ambulance came and gave them something called Narcan. Gave them a, a Narcan thingy majoodle, madoodle. And all of a sudden, the person was st starting to feel more better themselves, I suppose. The ambulance took them away, but they certainly came out of the comatose laying on my neighbor's front lawn. I've been driving down the street here in the city of Wilmington and saw a man laying out in the street, up half on the curb and half in the street. And I'm thinking, oh my God, someone's going to bust his head wide open if we don't get him out of the street. So I pull my car over, walk over to the man and try to get him out of the street. Call the ambulance again. They came and they did this Narcan thing. So Lieutenant Dan Seligman is, is putting me in touch with the people so I can learn how to do Narcan, uh, to administer Narcan to the population that might benefit from having it. Should I ever run into a situation like that again? But I'm no longer ignorant to what I saw. I've, I've spoken to some professionals and I know what I saw now. I didn't know before I got out of my car that day. Uh, I'm thinking two weeks ago, this might have been two weeks, something close to two weeks ago. 
And in that amount of time, I am much more familiar now than I was that day. So I'm a better person for having made her acquaintance. For having made this lady's acquaintance, I'm a better version of myself. And I am grateful to her for that. And if I should ever see her again, I pray it is on good terms and she is well. And we can sit down and, and perhaps uh, we can uh, chit chat. Maybe I can minister to her soul. Because here on the east side, which is where I saw her, right across the street at Central Baptist Church, every Tuesday night at 645, we are doing a recovery session. Every single Tuesday night at 6.45 p.m. right over at Central Baptist Church. We are trying to rehabilitate and recover our drug community, drug populated community. We want to help these people gain strength to have a better life. And I think, you know, as much as we are talking politics we cannot continue to look to our politicians, our elected public servants, our government uh, to come riding in on a white horse and save us. We cannot expect that. And if we do expect it, we've got to stop. We, it will be us who saves us. So don't point the finger and say it's somebody else's job. No, point the finger at yourself. Each and every one of us must point the finger at ourselves and say, self? What can I do to make a difference in this population? How can I help? Don't shoot the messenger. Receive the message. That which is greater than ourselves for all the controversy and the crucifixion uh, that I went through for posting it, I feel like something greater than myself and much more divine than me is very pleased for the awareness and the attention that it got. Not for me as an influencer, but for you so that you can be made aware and you can ask yourself, self, how can I be a part of the solution. What can I do? Because it's going to take all of us, honey. Every single one of us has got to join in and do whatever we can to help save our people. For whatever it's worth, some people don't think we're worth saving. I will not debate one way or another with that as to whether or not we are worthy to be saved. But I say in the name of all of the great ancestors before me, let us give our young people, our children, the babies, let's give them a shot. Let's give them a chance, an opportunity to do better and be better than we have been. How about that part? Can we just do that? Can we agree on that? Agree to agree that our young children, our babies have a right to a chance, an opportunity to do better than we did. You never know. You never know the geniuses, the greatness that lives amongst us. The greatness that is being birthed even today in our babies.
We give thanks. We give thanks. All right. So, indeed, uh, you are indeed listening to Rochelle Wilson. Uh, make some intelligent noise uh, for the Political Power Hour today, September 14th, Wednesday, September 14th, as we congratulate those who have held seats, those who even took certain seats uh, in the Senate. We congratulate you on your victory. To those that didn't get it this time, we say bravo for your tenacity, your ambition, and your determination to help serve and solve some of the problems, address some of the problems in the communities that you represent. All right, so don't stop, keep going. We need your voice, we need your advocacy, we need you, we appreciate you. And this was not about a popularity contest, of who we liked the most, because again, I personally, and maybe you also, you liked uh, you liked a lot of them. Uh, they were very nice people. But we can't look at who's nice people, right, and not look at the policy that they are uh, pushing. What is their policy? What are their politics? So as we move forward, closer and closer and closer to the general election, as we get closer and closer for the general election, let us begin to do our research now, today, so that when the time comes to mail in that ballot, push the button or pull the lever when we pull the curtain, we will do it intelligently. We will do it very well informed. And we will vote for the people, the candidates, who represent what we believe in to be right by the moral barometer of something more divine and greater than ourselves. Because there is a right, and then there is a going to do it my way. Okay? Uh, two different, two different, uh, two different pathways. You can do it the right way, that which has been spoken into existence by that which is greater than ourselves, the divine, ultimate uh, divine, by many, many names. And so, they have set that has set the precedent for the rest of us. And then you got folks who say, well, I'm going to do it my way. And my way is going to be the right way. And then you learn your lesson that your way may not have been the right way. Your way might not have been the absolute truth of the right way to do a thing. All right. So let us definitely take our cue from something greater than ourselves. Crucify our ego. Crucify that ego and bring it down a little bit. Drop it down a notch so that you can collaborate, co-labor with other people moving forward to bring solutions to our problems. And baby, we've got enough problems in America and right here in the state of Delaware that it will keep us busy for quite some time. And there's enough to go around for everybody. If you don't want to attack the drug crisis, the opioid, uh, heroin, uh, drug addict crisis, maybe that's too much on you. 
Okay, fine. We understand. We got something over here for you in criminal justice reforms. How can we make the prisons more rehabilitative? How can we get more programs into our prisons so that when these people are released, they have programmed uh, and kept themselves sane and not institutionalized? So you can get a part, uh, become a part of an organization that helps to do that, right? You can become a part of an organization if that's too much or you don't, you're not feeling that. Okay, we've got a homeless crisis happening right here in Wilmington, but it's also down in Sussex County. Homeless people are sleeping behind the Walmart in tents, in the woods, no place to live. And there's property everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. The developers are surveying. The developers are surveying Sussex County because they're ready to start building those high rises. I lived in Sussex County for eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. When I lived there, there were no sidewalks. We walked on dirt. If you weren't driving a car in the street, you were walking on the grass or the dirt, and you had to, by law, ordinance, you had to have a flashlight. Because if you didn't, you could get a ticket. It was considered as unsafe to walk at night without your flashlight to show other vehicles that you were on the road walking. That's when I lived there. That's a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen, because I assure you, Sussex County is becoming a city. It is becoming a city by every means of the word. And the developers are down there looking for properties and taking properties so they can build those high rises. Now that's going to solve the homeless problem, but it's also going to eat up the land and it's going to make the land taxes higher. So you can't have it, you can't have your cake and you eat it too. I don't know how to have your cake and you eat it too. If you have your cake, you're not eating it. If you eat it, you don't have it because you ate it. So if you want to keep the land open, you deal with the homelessness. You want the developers to come down, build houses, get rid of the homelessness, then you gotta sacrifice your land in Sussex County and other places across the nation. All right? So you know. It's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. Uh, but I wanted to share with you something I thought was pretty interesting, uh, if you'll allow me to do that in my closing segment. Before I uh, dash out of here, I want to tell you to please join me. Ladies and gentlemen, I smoke too much to ever be able uh, to run. My running days are probably over. That's one of the reasons I've had to learn how to fight. Because I can't run. Not going to do it with smoker's lungs. But I can walk you from here to Washington, D.C. and back. And I won't break out in a sweat. I can walk you from here to Washington, from Delaware to Washington, D.C. And I won't break out in a sweat. Walking. So I'm asking you to join me for the second annual 5K run. You want to run? Run. You want to walk? Walk. It'll be October 15, 2022. Starts at 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. That'll be at the Dell Castle Recreational Park at 2920 Duncan Road, Wilmington, Delaware. 
All right. Um, we're asking that you please reach out. Uh, it's by the Upendo United Foundation. Upendo. U-P-E-N-D-O, United Foundation. This is their second one. Uh, it's a 5K, which is five miles, if I'm not mistaken. Five miles, all right? And we're asking that you please, please register for this. Uh, it's for a good cause. It's definitely going to help people. And we are asking lots and lots of our folks, just come on out and walk. If you can't walk, it's okay. You want to run? Run. Hey, I don't care if you come out in a wheelchair. Baby, you wheel yourself right along, right next to the rest of us, and let's do this thing. All right? Reach out at 302-510-2049. 302-510-2049. Reach out and become a member, a partner uh, with Upendo United Foundation for the second annual. Uh, for me, it'll be walk. And that's October 15th, starts at 10 o'clock a.m. I really hope that you'll sign up. I really hope that you'll come out uh, and do that. I'm, I will have my healthy nutritional drinks with me, my fluids to make sure that I stay uh, hydrated. And I'm going to have a ball. I'm going to have an absolute ball and put myself to the test. I talk big, big Willie that I can walk from uh, Wilmington to Washington and not break out in a sweat. Here's my opportunity to give it a shot. So reach out to the Upendo United Foundation and be a part of walking or running with us. All right. And I can't help but remind you, ladies and gentlemen, once again, also, Saturday, October 15, 2022, at 5 o'clock p.m., when we finish our walk, we're going to dash home, uh, maybe grab some nutritional uh, vitamins, get our showers cleaned up, get dressed. Let's head over to the Legacy Awards Celebration for SeaTac Citizens and Churches Taking a Corner with Elder Ty, uh, uh, you know, and so many other big names and big voices. We love you. We appreciate you. It's going to be an awesome, awesome Legacy Awards celebration. So you want to reach out to them at 302-377-5984-5984. And I'll close my show with this, ladies and gentlemen, saving the very best for last. Right here at WHGE 95.3 FM, we had a phenomenal time and a phenomenal performances by so many talented artists. But one of our own, you know him as Nosaroma, get to know him as Implosion. Perhaps you know the name Vic Cooper. All right, Nosaroma Yaga, we are sending you a shout out for an absolutely fabulous closing performance. And we love you, Timeless Thomas. You were amazing with the children on the stage. Absolutely a role model to follow. So we love you, Timeless Thomas. We love you, Implosion. Nosaroma, shout outs for you and your amazing, phenomenal performance. Thank you, uh, Nosaroma and Smooth. DJ Smooth, we love you, baby. Peace and grace. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Until we meet next time, take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. But remember to be good to others because karma is real. And what you put out, 
you are inviting that back into your lives. All right, take care and God bless. Their lives and live, uh, live better lives. Uh,